Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is our Seventh Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about season 11, episode 10 of Seventh Heaven. The title is You Don't Know What You've Got Till He's Gone. Uh, the IMDb user synopsis is Now Eric is terminal. He tells his parishioners the truth, even when it hurts. Yet it seems to work out mirac- almost miraculously on several counts. Lucy takes a trip with Kevin. Ruthie is spiteful since her return from Scotland, and ever-cheerful T-Bone tells her the truth. She just warns Eric will probably backstab his emancipation, but when their bickering ends and kissing, her mood starts to turn. Margaret gets a domestic job. The whole Camden clan promises to come over for Christmas. Then lucky bum Stanley suggests to Eric he should just ask God for healing. What was your first impression of this episode? Um... Uh, so compared to the last two that we watched, I actually think this one was far better. Um, it also kind of, I feel like, had some sort of, like, weird mystical element to it in the last 30 or so seconds. It felt kind of brief. Like, it didn't feel it, like yeah, a very long like, episode. Yeah, true. I think maybe it's because we really only had one main storyline and, like, like five, like, we had, like, maybe a couple of minutes of other side plots, mm-hmm. but it really just followed the rev. Um, I think this, I kind of felt, not like a filler episode, but almost like a filler episode, and it actually worked, I think. Um, it also felt like it was in one of those, you know, like, the calm before the storms kind of, like, episodes where, like, everything's really, really going well, and now something bad's gonna happen. I don't know, though. I don't know. I've been watching this season sort of in light, or keeping in mind that, like, theory that people are, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. the Rev was actually, like, he wasn't just sick, he was actually dead, and this is all just, like, out of, like, a fever dream of somebody where the Rev does exist, or, like, him watching his family from, like, outside. And I can see where people got that, but I still don't know. I don't know what to believe or what to think about anything. I think it will, we can make an assessment once we finish the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get started. The cold open is very brief, and it's mostly kind of our first real official meeting of T-Bone and Ruthie. Or I'm sure they've met before in canon, well, um, but, like... Yeah, but, well, T-Bone says, he's like, uh, I looked for you in school today, or something like that. Yeah. So, I guess it sets up the fact that, like, they might not be total strangers. They may have, like, seen each other at school. I think Ruthie was a year younger, but still, they've been in the same school for, like, you know, two like two years. So, that's that, and, like, Ruthie's like, I don't know what the deal is. Well, well she's, 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 she's talking about how she had a oh, real... Oh, how annoyed she's, she's annoyed she's yeah. home. She's it's annoyed it's not Scotland. So, like, she talks about her, exp- like, she's like, we're learning history and stuff in a classroom, but in Scotland, we went to castles there and learned history. There was history, like, we lived history in Scotland. And she's like, and for accounting, we had to, like, deal with our own finances and live on our own, and, like, sometimes we go to the pub to learn philosophy, and it's and like... She's like, oh, and there's no culture in the U.S., you know, they're, they're, there's, the, like, you know, a different history and culture there and that's it's such a caricature first of all okay well first of all it's like this every is how some people yeah, act <laughs> this is exactly how people act when they come back from studying abroad they just decided to do this in high school instead of college but also too it's such a caricature of what they think life's life's like in scotland in that everybody's always at the pub like it's like brenda hampton learned the word pub and was like got it that's yeah, it yeah and it's like uh sure Maybe, but probably not. She's like sixteen. Philosophy, <laughs> like, philosophy at, at the, the pub. pub. So um, uh, anyway, the, it's a metaphor for I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. So like that's, they're like in each other's faces. Basically, he's like you're being horrible and selfish ever since you've gotten here, 
And she's like, you know what you're talking about? He's my father. Oh, wait. And T-Bone is like, yeah, you, you're different or you're changed. And I'm like, okay, this we're going a little bit too far because, like, yeah, maybe they've met before, like, at school or just, like, seen each other at school. But there's nothing that indicates that they've ever, ever had, a, like, an actual conversation or know anything about each other prior to, like, Ruthie getting home from Scotland. So let's just, like, cut that, you know, stop that right there. Uh, T-Bone's like, you've changed. And you're like, you did not know her. This is this is the only Ruthie you've ever known. So. Well, he does bring up, I think he brings up good points in that Lucy is being selfish and she's not Ruthie. being. Ruthie. So, I said, Lucy. said Lucy. My bad. That Ruthie's being like selfish and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I mean, everyone can agree the, on that, yeah. but don't. Say, but don't, yeah, you didn't don't, know her. You didn't yeah, know her. Yeah, yeah. Like, she could have mm-hmm. been this way always. So, like, in order to shut her up. Or so, I don't fucking he, know. He, he just kiss, kisses her, yeah. and like it's a very dramatic. Like he jumps in her face, and also the way that they did each one of because they kiss multiple times. Spoiler alert! But like the way that they did it, so that they wouldn't have to like f- like film yeah. actual. Yeah, the way that they like faked it was like this dramatic. Like the way that they turned their heads away from the camera. It's just like their faces touch, like planted into the other person's face. There's no movement. Right. Which I mean, but I don't. It's. It just looks like it's, like, a, a full frontal attack and not, like, a... Well, and all you're seeing is the back of either one of their yeah. heads. That's, like, so you know that they're, like, they are just have their faces really close to yeah, each other. Like, yeah, the yeah. actors are just, like, we don't actually have to touch our faces, right? It's... Um, the twins see this, and they sing about Ruthie and T-Bone sitting, sitting in a tree. Sitting in a tree. Um, and that's the cold open. So we're going to talk about... That. The, that, exactly. Um, I don't know how... So then... All right, so it's, like... Skip to, we, like, come back from whatever, it's after dinner, and the cam parents are, like, Ruthie, you know, T-Bone isn't, like, he's, like, doing the dishes or something, and then, like, I don't know. T-Bone and Ruthie are working on doing the dishes and drying them together. They're fighting again about the, like, the way that Ruthie's being with her dad, and the way that, oh, about the emancipation thing. No, 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 this is, okay, first Ruthie goes upstairs, and then... No, 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 this is not, that they... Aren't they they like, you weren't talking to T-Bone That was after all of this. Okay. So they're first talking because Ruthie's like, my dad's tricking you, he's gonna get your mom to come in Christmas and take you home. And ruin the emancipation. And then, yeah, and he's like, I don't think you know your dad as well as you think you do. And then Jane and Margaret come in, and they're like, ooh, you guys like each other. And then Annie comes in, it's like, what's happening here? Are you guys mad at each other? And she's thinking that... They're fighting, like there's some sort of conflict. So then Ruthie goes upstairs, and... Okay, Annie Annie and the Rev are like, like, is something wrong with you and T-Bone? You were like avoiding him at dinner, something seems off now. And they're basically like, they kind of were like, go talk to T-Bone, or like, like... Things are weird. Go make them unweird. And Ruthie goes back down. St- oh, and in the meantime, Jane and Margaret are like, oh, um, they're trying to figure out. They're like, oh, you guys like each other. Um, and then, you know, Ruthie leaves. And then they're there alone. Like, Jane and Margaret are there alone with T-Bone. And they're like, oh, you guys kissed. And T-Bone is like, oh, how did you know? And Margaret is like, she didn't. And that you just told, you just told that, you know, <laughs> classic trick. Um, so then, you know, when, when Ruthie returns to talk to T-Bone, they, like, leave and make some comment about, you know. Oh, one of them's just like, oh, is he a good kisser? 
And and what I was thinking about this is that they're 16, what, 15, 16, 17 years so old? So T-Bone said it in this episode, he's 17, and I think Ruthie's like 15 or 16. 16. And you have Jane and Margaret, who Jane, uh, I think, is 19. 19. She's, yeah, she said that. She was 19. We don't, Margaret, who knows? <laughs> but, she might be almost 30. But why are these, like, the, what 19-year-old is, like, invested in the love lives of 17-year-old, like, like 15-year-old? I don't. No, whatever. Um, anyway, they... I mean, I think you're um, also ascribing, like, more maturity to 19-year-olds than then they, they actually okay, have in fair. reality. Like, that's fair. 19 is not, like, that bad, still yeah. pretty immature at that age, so... I'm just thinking about, like, they're meant to be in college. Right. And, like, but they're not in college, so I guess the difference is this is what their lives are, so... <laughs> this, is, this is, like, their, you know, this is, like, one of their only <laughs> friends, T-Bone, and whatever's going on in his life is exciting for them, I guess. Anyway, uh, I don't know, Ruthie and T-Bone are, like, going back and forth, like, pretty quickly and arguing, and then they keep, they, they I hate when shows do this, yeah. to shut, you know, oh, Ruthie, like, said, like, basically about their kiss, she was like, I didn't mean to do that, I meant to slap you, and then T-Bone's like, oh, really? And then, like, they go back and forth, like, go back and forth. Well, Cause, oh, because they're talking about how, well, there, that's what yeah, he said. Yeah. He, he's like, I'm, you know... Saying, I don't know. For some reason, he's talking about how he's a man. He's like, I'm I'll, 17, but I'm still a man. And like, I'll show you I, how much of a yeah, man I am. You. And then he leans in and kisses Ruthie, and then Ruthie's like, I'll show you how much of a woman I am. And then it, they go back and forth, and it's so such bullshit. And Brother Rev and Annie are on the steps. I know. The uh. whole time, like, eavesdropping and also kind of, like, watching. And it's and weird. They're like, look. they're like, really, they have, like, gigantic smiles painted on their faces. And I'm like, this is strange. And also, um, I guess Ruthie has a type, guys that live in her house with her. Robbie, Martin, <laughs> T-Bone. Um, so they, everybody, like, goes to their separate, like, beds and the whole... Like, oh, and the Rev and Annie, you know, like, are all, like, you know, we get another allusion to, like, oh... It's too early gonna, to sleep. They're going to go have sex now in their new bed, and I'm like, that's this is great. This is fantastic. Why not? So, um, the next day, they're in school together, and T-Bone's like, so are we, like, together? Am I your boyfriend now? And Ruthie's like, no, you're just someone that I know because he lives in my house. <laughs> We're not dating or something like that. And he's like, I want to make out with you again. He's like, that. she's like, that's not happening. Um, and basically, she, like, she's like, I don't, I don't want to be a burden on my father by, like, acting as like upset and emotional about all of this as I really am and sh and he's like well maybe you should be a little bit more vocal about your feelings because it really feels like you, you don't, don't care want at all and then she's like oh shit like I didn't even say goodbye to him this morning and so he she calls him up and there's like a gift there from her and he she says goodbye and it's like a sweet moment and that's really it for that storyline right we don't know what's happening between them there's no real resolution like are they together are they not are they just making out randomly yeah. Um, and then very quickly, before we get into the main thing, uh, Margaret Well, first, I just want to... So, yeah, so Lucy and Kevin go to San Francisco, and for some reason, like, for some reason, I really just get the impression the Camdens don't care about, like, mm -hmm. their children, their dogs, whatever, because Jane and Margaret are still kind of, like, strangers, and they're like, come live in our house, but also, like, watch my child, like, so they're, like, babysitting Savannah, or they're, like, somebody else was supposed to babysit Savannah, and then they pawned Savannah off on Jane and Margaret, and I don't, so, like, they're, I think their whole, other than, like, teasing T-Bone, they're, like, we're going to go for a walk. They take, like, yeah, Lucy and Kevin's dogs for a walk and Happy and the baby. And 
They run into her neighbor. So the whole thing this is... This woman runs out of her house. Yeah, she sees like, them outside yeah, and, then she, yeah. and runs out of her house with her baby. And she's like, is that Savannah Kingkirk? And I'm like, yeah, call the police. Like, who are these people <laughs> with the like with the Kingkirk baby? But, um, and this woman basically like, hires Margaret to be a nanny or something. So Margaret has a new, better job than the Dairy Shack. And also Jane and is interviewing. Right. Jane has, oh wait, Jane has a job interview as a receptionist at an environmental public relations room, which I thought was very, very specific for something that's never going to, like, that's never going to become a plot point. Like, they should just be like, she's, oh, she's going to be a receptionist at, like, an office, like a, a PR firm or, like, wh- whatever. Um, I don't know why they had to get so specific that it was an environmental public relations firm. I guess it's all because that's, like, like that's whole, her whole spiel is, like, vegetarianism and stopping animal cruelty and all that shit. I forgot because I don't care. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they are both, get like, they're both on the track to be employed and not the Dairy Shack and probably move out of the Camden house. So we'll get rid of them soon because they'll be making some money and go somewhere else. Um, So, yeah, I guess the Rev is the main storyline. So the Rev's whole thing is he's back in town. He kind of is like, this is my life now. And I'm I'm like, I don't have time for the bullshit. Like, he literally doesn't have time for the bullshit. So we get this kind of montage of him dealing with his parishioners. And they seem to have, like silly problems almost like one woman can't find a like a person to date one woman is like harboring like this intense like trauma and hatred over the fact that her brothers got better christmas gifts than she did when she was younger and like this woman is old she's like definitely in her 80s we have one girl one woman who like is fighting with her brother we have one like kind of like engaged couple who's having issues but anyway and there's a and like and then there's the guy who, like, presumably has some sort of issues with his, like, weight or yeah. whatever. So, um... He's being insensitive. Like, Rev's kind of being insensitive. He's, he's giving very blunt well, advice. Yeah. Like, to the guy who... Like, we don't know what the guy says his problem is, but, like, it just cuts to the Rev, and he's like, okay, eat less, exercise more. Like, d- that, you know, that's it. Your the- wife's humiliating you. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> he's like, you know, maybe when you... Think about the reasons why you overeat. Uh, you know, it's because, you're, you know, your wife makes you feel shitty, and then, like, you eat to cope, and, uh, like... So, um, but yeah, he's, he's just telling everybody, like, your problems are so stupid and insignificant, lady, you're 80, 80 years old, why are you... Like, do something... Like, why are you so harboring resentment about your Christmas gifts from 75 years ago? So, everybody kind of, like, walks away pissed off, but the Rev's like, I'm, I'm telling the truth here, like... Whatever. I'm preaching. Um, he comes home. Tough he's, love. Yeah, he's like, he's feeling happy because Ruthie's happy for the first time since she's been back because she's with T-Bone. Um, he's feeling happy because his, tw- like his, his homeschool is going really well. His like, kids are like loving spelling and homework and pop quizzes. He's happy because his entire family is apparently coming back for Christmas for the first time. And um, he's happy because like things are going well for Jane and Margaret. And, he's just happy. Yeah. And then he gets a kilt from his daughter, who he thought, like, was kind of pissed off at him. But, like, she sent him a kilt from Scotland. How nice. He's so always he wears wa- a kilt. So he wears a kilt, and that's obviously going to be on our social media. Oh, I don't want to put him on our social media. Maybe I'll cut, it, cut him off or something. Just, show, just, like, just the lower body? Yeah. That won't be weird. Um. Um, and then um, he, all the parishioners start coming back to him and, like, in, like, one like, after another being, uh, like, thank you. We took you. your advice, yeah. and everything's working out. Incredibly, and that's basically the storyline. Yeah, I mean, okay, so, so I don't know until, what happened. Yeah, the, we end was very, yes. the end is very confusing because, all right, so the name of the episode is You Don't Know What You've Got Till He's Gone. So at the end of the episode, 
the Rev receives a phone call, and he says something about, like, it's Lucy, but we don't see her, we don't hear anything. He just says something about, like, oh, like, in San Francisco, or, like, you, you found this out, like, so we know that he's talking to... And it's you bad know, news the way the music is done. Right, and the way he looks, too. Yeah. He, it, like, the way he kind of responds to whatever he hears on the phone. And then fades to black and, like, come back from commercial, and the Rev is walking out to uh, the car, I guess, leaving the church, and Stanley appears kind of out of the darkness and is like, oh, hey, Reverend. Why like, don't you ask to live? Why haven't you ever asked God to live? Right. Like, you you ask God for all these things, like patience, like blah, blah, blah. But why haven't you just straight up asked God to let you live instead of letting you die? Um, and then the Rev, like, Stanley kind of walk, like, walks, walks very slowly away. Like, it was a weird interaction, the way that he like, comes out of nowhere and leaves. And then the Rev, uh, like, looks up and asks, like, is that God, let me live? And then before he can, like, get in the car, he kind of, like, looks he has like a look on his face like he's like unwell and he doesn't really kind of stops moving so i think we're supposed to presume he's having some sort of cardiac he, episode like, it looks like he's grabbing he, like, his like chest? chest yeah and he looks stricken a little bit um it's an interesting shot like i think like like, like so, i would say like days like, like yeah. when someone's like about they look like when people are like about to pass out yeah 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 but yeah like like kind of just like you know out of it it doesn't um, look like he's acting like, he had a heart attack, but it looks like something's happened. Yeah. Um, but it's a very interesting shot, the way they filmed it, the way it, like, goes up, and it, it like, And then it, like, fades out. So we yeah. don't know if this is, like, is Stan- has Stanley died? Is that what the suggestion is? Or, like I said, this uh, I was thinking about, like, the yeah, theory. Yeah, your thing, yeah. And, like, is this, like, is the Rev dying? Well, I forget what happens in the next episode. We will obviously find out, yeah. because I think that's supposed to be, like, a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, so... It'll presumably be resolved early in the next episode, but, like, what was the deal with Stanley? How, why did he come out of, kind he, of, nowhere, out of the shadows and then just, like, went back into the shadows? And him, when he was going back into the shadows, it kind of looked like he was fading away, but I don't know if I was, like, reading into that too much. Yeah, no, I don't know. You're right, and, like, I don't know if it was just because, like, obviously the scene was shot outdoors, yeah. so, like, the lighting may have, like... I got that like, impression is he as well. To be like a ghost? Is he not? Like, what is it? Yeah, or was it just like it was dark out, and yeah. that's what it looked it like? Looked like yeah. how it appeared when they shot it. So, I don't know. Um, what would you so, rate this? But th- well, wait. Let's, so there was like bad, like yeah. I guess that's what I was saying. Like, was the bad news that Stanley died, and now he's having like this vision? Stanley is coming to him after death to be like, has to live. I think that's probably what it is. Now that I'm putting and it yeah, all together, that's what the I'm, phone call yeah. was probably like Stanley's dead. And then, you know, he, like, Stanley appeared to the Rev from death. Um, I will give it a 3.25. Got it. Well, I actually, I'm going to rate this pretty highly because, I don't know, I, it was shorter, so I feel like, or it felt shorter, so I like. it I think it, it was shorter because when we got to the end of it, it was only, like, 38 minutes, and usually shows that, a like, 40, an hour long at, like, 42 50, minutes. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to give this a 5. Yeah, wow. give us a five. I think it, it got us talking. Yeah. We spent like I feel like, and that I think that's a good sign of a good episode. In that, like we were like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Like so much so actually that we thought we missed something. We rewinded like for the last what like t- like couple three, of minutes, two or like three or four yeah. minutes, and watched we watched it again. It again. I was like, what happened? I was like, no, I saw everything, and it still doesn't yeah. really make sense. So, uh, but yeah, I guess looking at the episode title and how it'll happen, I think it's probably that Stanley's dead. Well, pre- it'll pre- presumably be resolved. So. Anyway, if you would like to find out if Stanley is dead or alive, 
Um, you can listen to us at soundcloud.com slash camdencast on the Stitcher on, on Stitcher and on the Apple iTunes podcast app. You can follow us on social media. It's facebook.com slash camdencast uh, at camdencast show on Twitter and Instagram. And you can just email us camdencast at gmail.com. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is Camdencast. Camdencast.